Welcome to the city. Welcome to the city. We clap our hands at the city. We do our dance at the city. Welcome to the city, the city of grace. Hey, everybody. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome. I had to get some pins to be my drumstick. Welcome to Grace City Church Podcast. As you know, I am Pastor George. Listen, I want to hear some of you, one of you, two of you, three of you. I want to hear somebody do another podcast. I want to hear somebody uh, do a podcast. Maybe that's something we can get into. I know my wife and I were supposed to do one together. Uh, Maybe that's something we can get into with hearing some of you uh, get on the podcast with me. Do an episode with me or do an episode just to hear uh, how you do. I think everyone needs the experience of being behind the mic so that they know how it feels when someone else is behind the mic. Everybody needs that experience of being behind. You need to know what it feels like to have all eyes on you. It's not as easy as you think, but I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to spend these few moments with you. As you know, it's our vision to equip, empower, and encourage emerging leaders. We, it's our mission to teach, train, and coach as the word of God transforms. I am your healthy relationship coach, George Foreman. You are a coach in your own right, whether that's a coach in your family, a coach on your job, a coach in your church. You're not only a coach, but you're also a player. You wear so many hats that you need to be encouraged. You wear so many hats that you need to be equipped. You wear so many hats that you need to be empowered. You need to come somewhere with all the hats you wear, with all the things you do, all the directions you're pulled in life. You need to come somewhere to a place where there's a word that will center you. Where there's a word that will calm you, a word that will bring you to a place of peace. And speaking of peace, We've been talking about one of the ultimate ways to get peace in your life, and that is through prayer. I know a lot of people are doing a lot of other things to get peace, to release stress. I'm not knocking that, but what I'm telling you is prayer is a positive outlet that yields positive results. I don't know about uh, a lot of other things that people do to get peace, to center themselves, to meditate. But I do know that if you meditate on the word of God day and night, that that word will come alive in your life and not only cause change, but it will cause transformation. I do know that if you spend time in prayer, not only does heaven hear you, but heaven responds to your prayer. So while you're exercising, whatever you do to get peace and to center yourself, incorporate prayer in that. And I promise you, you will not go missing. You will not go lacking when it comes to the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. I believe that once people truly become involved in prayer, that they will find God and not merely religion. What is religion? What does religion mean? What what you know? What what does religion mean? Religion is when we get caught up on the practice. When we get caught up on the practice and not the principle, I believe that when you spend time in prayer and you get involved in prayer, you will be able to tap into the wisdom of God that unfolds. 
unfolds the plan and the principle of God's word. I believe that when you get involved in prayer and spend time in prayer, that you will unfold, tap into the wisdom that unfolds the principles of God's word. And you will not get caught up in the practices because of what the Old Testament did was it taught us practice. The Old Testament was a tutor. The New Testament was the teacher. And the New Testament taught principle to the Old Testament's practice. That was good, Pastor George. That was good. The Old Testament was a tutor. The New Testament is the teacher. The Old Testament taught practice. The New Testament taught principle. The Old Testament was never meant to be the God. It was uh, meant to be a practice or a methodology of how to get to God or how to get to Jesus. But in the New Testament, he came and showed you that you know the practice, but here's the principle. I am the way. Yes, Lord. I feel, ah, yes. I am the way, the truth and the glory to God. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And if you want to come to the Father, you got to first come by me. So the New Testament taught principle, teaches principle. The Old Testament taught practice. The book of Acts, the 14 Pauline epistles, those are men who wrote about the principles of God. The book of Acts are the acts of the apostles. It's what the apostles did. It is the principle in operation. Yes. And so there are practices that we do, but religion makes the practice the principle. But when you get involved in prayer, you get the wisdom of God. You tap into that wisdom of God, one of the seven spirits of Christ. You tap into the wisdom of God and you begin to unfold the word of God and you begin to say, oh, wait a minute, that was a practice. That wasn't the principle. But this is why they practice this. I love the word of God. I'm telling you, I love the word of God. So you understand that. You, when, when, when you began to get in prayer, you understand that the reason for the Old Testament, it gave religion a structure, okay? It gave them a structure. It gave them a structure. Uh, uh, gave them a practice, an experience of how to reverence and how to honor God. It all meant something, okay? It all meant something that was to come. It all stood for something that was to come later. So we must not get rid of the presence of God in our lives just because we have been offended by people. We just jump. We're just going to jump right into it. Okay. We're just going to jump. I mean, we're going to jump right into it. A lot of times people back away from prayer. They back away from the spirit of God because people have offended them. Not in 2020 and 2020. We are not going to get rid of the presence of God in our lives because people have offended us in 2020. We are not going to stop pursuing the will of God for our life because people make jokes about us. We are not going to stop pursuing the will of God for our lives because there are other people outside of the people that God has given us to hold us accountable who do not understand what God is doing 
excuse me, who do not understand what God is doing in our lives. No, absolutely not. When someone offends us by saying or doing something that doesn't look like God, we won't be so quick to respond by rejecting God, thus throwing the baby out with the bathwater. We must not, once again, get rid of the presence of God in our lives just because we have been offended by people. Prayer is the only vehicle that allows us to view humanity with all its faults and still understand that God is perfect. That's why you need prayer. That's why you cannot let people who are offensive on purpose get you out of the presence of God because prayer is the only vehicle available that allows you to view humanity with all its faults and still see God as perfect. That was so good. That's why you got to stay in prayer. That's why you got to refuse to stay in the place of offense. You got to refuse to stay in the place of offense because you need your prayer life in order to see humanity how God sees it. That was good. You need to stay in prayer because you need to see your people at your job how God sees them. And the only way you're going to do that is you got to stay in prayer. I think it's so amazing how we ask God and we say to God, I just want to be a person of love. I just want to be a person that loves. I just want to love. I, I, you know, I really just want to love people. I want to do people right. But, 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 but then God orders opportunities in our lives to love people who are hard to love. I found out we don't mind loving people that are lovable. We don't mind loving people that are easy to love. We don't mind forgiving people we want to forgive. We don't mind looking over what people have done when it's people we like. But when you tell the Holy Spirit, I want you to teach me how to love, he's going to cause people to do you harm because that is your opportunity to exercise the prayer that you pray. And so when you want to be, I, I, I know I told you on a previous podcast, I told the Holy Spirit, hey, I want to be a better Christian. Uh, next six months, 2020, I'm focused on being a better, a better Christian. Immediately, he brought situations in my life that required me to make the right decisions, which would help me in my uh, uh, attempt to become a mature or better Christian. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on, Holy Spirit. Wow. I'm telling you, I don't want, I want to be a better Christian. I don't want to be deceitful. I don't want to have a spirit of deception. And now here's the opportunity where uh, being deceitful or walking in deception would be easy, but you provided this opportunity for me to walk out the truth. Thank you. Thank you. And when God knows your heart, he will help block the devil. Yes, sir. When God knows your heart, he will sabotage some stuff and shut some stuff down. And that's my prayer for you. My prayer for you is that God sees your heart, 
knows your heart and you want to be transformed, you want to be changed, you really want to be real with God, my prayer for your life is that God starts sabotaging some stuff and shutting some stuff down. That God starts sabotaging every avenue that you used to go down to do wrong. That, that's my prayer. That God starts shutting some doors down cutting off some relationships, cutting off some people, sabotaging some friendships. I mean, every tool that we use for wickedness, it's my prayer in 2020 that God sabotage Every tool that we use for wickedness, it's my prayer that God will sabotage every tool we use for wickedness. Because it's our desire to get closer to him and we have not been practicing telling the flesh no. So God pray you sabotage every tool that we use for wickedness. Mighty God, hallelujah. I'm going to start using my tools for kingdom purposes. I'm going to start using my tools for kingdom purposes because I don't want my stuff start, starting to mess up. No. I don't want my stuff starting to mess up and tear up. So I'm going to use everything you've given me, God. I'm going to use it for kingdom purposes. Because I don't want my stuff to be sabotaged. But if you use it for weakness, God, I want you to say, because I want you to keep us on the straight and narrow. I want you to, God, I want you, we, we are not going to come and, and get close to you and be drawn away by the lust of our desire. God, I just want you to blood block everything that is trying to distract us and detour us out of your plan and the will you have for your life. We will not, we will not, we will view humanity from your perspective. Anyone who makes a decision to walk away from God's presence, walking outside of his instructions, will make mistakes and run into trouble. Anyone who makes a decision to walk away from God's presence, walking outside of his instructions, will make mistakes and run into trouble. In the next few words is my main focus for the rest of my life. And I'm excited to share that with you. But we're out of time today. You're going to have to join us on our next episode. And I'll read that last one again. Anyone who makes a decision, a choice, a conscience choice, to walk away from God's presence, walking outside of his instructions, will make mistakes and run into trouble. Will make mistakes. You will run into trouble. But I want to continue that but on next week's episode. Hey, until then, remember, you are always welcome here at Grace City Church.